my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Hunter. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's been a couple of weeks. I'm back. Good good to have you back, and uh, as always, your co-host, Spaz. Brought to you by Afterburn Fuel, because <laughs> you always need more Afterburn Fuel. <laughs> always. Um, Jim uh, could not join us tonight. Uh, all he said was he's having issues. I hope everything is okay. Um, yeah, he um, he expressed to me the other night that he hadn't been feeling well lately. So oh. He's probably just taking time to rest. Has the weather been crappy over there in North Carolina? Well, uh, while I was gone, apparently it's like I was down in, you know, nice and warm Austin, Texas. Mm. And uh, it was like up in Greensboro and the Raleigh area. Apparently it snowed one day, so. Oh. I'm really jealous yeah, you went. There was that. <laughs> I'm really jealous you went to Austin because I missed the food there so much. Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, for anyone who's listening, I had Torch's tacos. You better believe uh, it; it was delicious. Fuck, those are good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, tonight, folks, uh, we are going to talk about a topic. We're going to talk about capital ships. Um, for. I'm not sure why. One, there haven't been a lot of games that really focus on capital ships. And two, games that have them either as a focus or as um, another element sometimes don't do a very good job with them uh, for a variety of reasons. And so um, as Spaz and I were talking about before uh, the show started, we should probably define what we mean by capital ship before we go any further. So, to me, when I think of a capital ship, I think of a large ship that has multiple turrets, that is slower, more cumbersome, uh, you know, not very agile, but has a lot of power behind it, more than a fighter. Uh, And it takes, like, a multiple crew to make it work. It's not just a one- or two-man fighter. It's a big thing, and it should feel like a big thing. You know... It's almost genre-specific as well. That's a good point. I mean, in in other... uh, Let's think of, like, what's another game with that kind of... Like, like naval games. Or, um... You know, naval games. Typically, if you were to look at something that was not a space game as a, a, a game that had something that was of a larger stature that is usually more menacing. Right, menacing being a kind of a poor choice of words, but you look at, like you said, a naval game. I think you know aircraft carriers are usually you mm-hmm. know a yeah. large object, um, but they're not necessarily the worst of the worst when it comes to something that's just big, bad, and destructive. They're imposing necessarily, and and sure. they have they have. Uh, long-range firepower through their fighters, but, but they're, they're not also, necessarily... Yeah, they're also really yeah. vulnerable. They need a whole fleet around them to protect them. Like, I would, right. I, would, I would say something more like the Aegis might be more lethal, pound for pound, you know, than maybe an aircraft carrier by itself. Sure, you sure. Know? But yeah, something like that, like... So here's something that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, when when we when I was thinking about this topic today during my busy work schedule, back at work after being gone for ten days, I had some times where I was sitting working on people's computers. I was thinking about this, and uh, 
you know, the the thing that strikes me as odd about capital ships or capital defined ships, depending on genre, that really just kind of irks me is either they take a lot to be able to get to, or you can't even touch them at all. Ah, I see. So it's something you either have either take a long time to build up to, or uh... which, in some circumstances, taking a long time to build up to would make sense. You know, mm-hmm. they're big, yeah. they're menacing. You know, they can they can almost be classified as as a kill all in in some in some spaces. Right. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> But like I think about Elite Dangerous, and, I, and this is not to try and hate on Elite Dangerous, but this is something that has crossed my mind many times when I have been flying around. And occasionally, you see those big, bigger, like faction, I guess, almost capital class type ships, and you see, you know, in the early days, you would see the videos or the gifs of two of them warping into the same thing and fighting each other, and it was just like, oh my god, look at this cool thing. But then at the end of the day, all you really are is just watching the cool thing happen. Right. Right. And the thing is, the when that happens in Elite Danger, it's like I saw this t- almost two decades ago in Free Space 2, and it was better. <laughs> well, I mean, it, visually in, in Elite, it, it definitely looks very beautiful. Um, it has some great. It has some great sound effects too. When you see that happen, that's the but best thing about me, it. Yeah, but part of me is also on the fence of like, well, that's cool and all, but can I fly one? And with the option of doing the multi crew thing, can I fly one and have multiple like friends or allies with me on one? Um, which kind of brings me up to like a, a different subset of games altogether, which would be like strategy games. Yeah, in strategy games. In theory, you're given all the different classes of ships that you can build, and depending on the type of strategy game, you have different variations of resource pools and what you're allowed to build. But typically, what strategy games, and I'm thinking of Sins of a Solar Empire here when I say this, that's exactly the, yeah. those yeah, those but, end killer ships, which are like the Titans, which are not yeah. just like capital ships, but they're like you know world destroyers or whatever you want to call it. Sure, but even those can get wiped out by a large enough fleet. Right. right, and typically you can only have one of them at a time. Right, but they're, but when you see them on the battlefield, you get this feeling of, oh, crap, that's an imposing yeah. thing. Yeah, that is, that is horrendously imposing, especially yeah. if you're not ready for it. Yeah, exactly. And, and as a player, if I have one, I'm in control of it. It's fair. That's fair. And yeah, they're, they're, I mean, well, that was one of the games I was going to mention as a good representation of capital ships because you start with like some smaller like frigates and things, which are, you know, on the way to like the bigger, larger ships, but they can really get like the Titans and the Dreadnoughts and all that stuff. Um, that and like Conquest Frontier Wars are really, are too good. Oh, and Homeworld as well are, uh, well, the interesting thing about Homeworld is, is um, your yeah. <laughs> your uh, your mothership basically is your capital ship, right? It, it, yeah. it does construction. It can build stuff inside of it. It's a it's a huge 
mobile thing, right? Because you can move it around. Right. But, but it's I, also seriously vulnerable. It, yeah. it is also seriously vulnerable. But what's cool about that is, is you can essentially from there build the the carriers or the, I guess their 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 cruisers or whatever they call them. Right. The, the right. I'm, I'm thinking of the um of the the giant ships that you can put these dreadnoughts crazy think, right. They might be called dreadnoughts. I just remember you can put these big beam lasers on them, or you can upgrade their them to have these big beam lasers on them that just melt things. And I just remember those being cool, and I and I consider those kind of capital ships. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Spinal mount weapons. You've also got Sword of the Stars. Oh right, right. Which also fits within that strategy because you do build up to them. You certainly do, but you can't build your entire fleet around them because the upkeep will kill you. Right. Oh God, that's right. And and well. And the thing is, they've had a like the capital ships have had a pretty storied history, um, throughout um, throughout gaming. Like, remember one game I was going to mention that I thought had a poor representation of capital ships is the entire Wing Commander series, just all of them. <laughs> well, and I don't, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think we should just limit it to the Wing Commander series. I think a lot of the Space sim games oh, yeah. of that similar genre have oh, yeah. problems with that because oh, yeah. uh, you look at X Wing uh, and Tie Fighter, yeah. X Wing versus Tie Fighter, Free- now, Freelancer. Funny enough, Freelancer. Now, funny enough, though, thank God for the modding community because uh, X Wing Alliance. I remember people came out with mods and stuff like that where you could fly around star destroyers and like, like <laughs> uh, multiplayer matches. But the the problem with that was is because star destroyers have multiple. Um, weapon hard points from whence lasers shoot from. So when you shoot a laser, when they, when you it was like one continuous straight beam that would come out of the front of it, <laughs> because you couldn't aim in multiple directions <laughs> with those things. So it was oh, just like funny. one constant like green laser beam that would shoot out of the front of it. Um, again, silly, but still. But those those are definitely the kinds of games where you either you either are playing as the fighter or you're controlling the whole armada and in the difference of a space sim first person to a strategy game. There's a very limited mix in the middle to where it's almost like you can do a little bit of all of it. And one thing that I can think of, I feel like you could at least was some of the uh, X games. I'm pretty sure, not necessarily capital ships, but some of the larger ships you could control in those games. Yeah, you can control, I think, large freighters. I don't know about battleships. Uh, I never got that far in an X game to play something that big. I never felt the ships were... I never felt the the big ships were that impressive, though, to be honest with you. I I I never felt like, oh my god, you know, by them. But what I was getting at... Oh, sorry. Okay, go ahead. No, what what I was getting at is like... It's like you have a capital ship that's either super vulnerable, like the Mothership in Homeworld, or the Tiger's Claw in Wing Commander, or any other Wing Commander games. Or you have more competent capital ships, like the ones in uh, Free Space 2 that have flak cannons and beam weapons and all the... And there's, it's kind of like there, there seems to be this extreme one or the other where they can't seem to get it. Like, it's something I either have to fear or something I have to protect. 
And that's kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that actually is a really, really great segue into EVE Online, to be honest with you. Yes. Which is, yeah. I think, an excellent representation of capital ships. I think. Well, it is an excellent representation of capital ships, but there there is that risk-averse kind of mentality that comes with playing mm-hmm. EVE. So, like, I get this stupid, large, expensive ship right stupid large expensive but then you know i take it somewhere that i could potentially get you know destroyed in or Mm -hmm. you know or i could be just out minding my own business and then a whole fleet hot drops on me which they call hot drops where just all of a sudden a whole bunch of them just jump in on top of you and, and pin you down and take you out um they're definitely it's it's definitely one of those things where it's like it's big and menacing and awesome and powerful and you get a lot of really cool control out of it and it takes a while to get you there but with that taking the time to get you there comes with the cost of owning it right. and it's that whole adage of don't don't fly what you can't afford to lose yeah um because exactly. really because in eve when you lose a ship it's gone you're not going to get it back unless you go and buy one or mm. have another one made it's not like and, a, and it's it, that yeah it's not like a lead or other games where it's like oh here's another one right you well know. i mean and especially true of capital ships because they have to be made in certain parts of space you can't just go to like Jitta and be like all right, well, I'll take another uh, carrier, please. You know, yeah, like, you, you, you know, it's not like a Happy Meal. You can't just. <laughs> yeah, you just spent what a month building a carrier, like at yeah, least a well, few weeks. Yeah, because I had to gather, I had to gather some of the resources. I had to buy uh, the blueprint uh, copies. I had to assemble all the the parts, and then once I had all the parts assembled, then I could actually assemble the ship itself. And then the assemblage of the ship itself, I think, took a total of 11 days or whatever it is. And so, you know, and then I went and grabbed all of the the fitting for it. And when it was ready, I fitted it up and I got myself a pretty little carrier. But, you know, it can take less time. I think think in general it takes, uh, if you have everything to start with right away, um, it just takes about two weeks to build everything. So from building all the modules to then actually building the ship itself, it takes about two weeks, I think, in time. That's if you have all of the the parts like ready to go, all the minerals, blueprints. But I mean, that's that's kind of the uh, the craziness about capital ships and how it's done. Because I can definitely fly a capital ship. But, you know, if I'm going to be flying such a big, expensive thing, if I'm going to be out and about doing stuff with it, I want to have friends close by. Yeah. You know, I don't want to just, I don't want to just, you know, be by myself with it because that's, that's when things get dangerous. You know, I definitely want to have friends close by or at least know what to do in the event of I see something that could potentially be a scary scenario of I could lose this. Um Right. That that comes that comes with the territory of Eve and Eve's its own its own Dang. baby by itself. I think I think capital ships though could use some better representation depending upon whatever it is that you're you're gonna yeah. you're gonna be doing. I think I think if you're talking about like an arcadey sim game with a giant uh, win button capital ship, you're not gonna have as much fun because after a little while, it's gonna get tiring of just being win 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 all the time or exactly. can be. 
So, um, interesting. Uh, I think it was Jean-Luc in the chat brought up Star Trek. And I wanted to kind of talk talk to that because Star Trek has both some of the best and worst capital ship games in the genre. It's like that property has some fantastic games and some terrible games. And Colin Ford in um, the YouTube chat is saying Bridge Commander is the best Star Trek game. Nay, nay, nay. Nay, 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 I say. I- <laughs> no, I I would say it's it's fun because I I like Bridge Commander, but yeah. I would say it's a far cry from being the best Star Trek game. Oh yeah, I mean for me, it's it's a toss up between either Klingon Academy or Starfleet Command, as as one or two. I was gonna I was gonna say either Klingon uh, Klingon Academy or um, Elite Force. Elite Force, yeah. And the great thing about Elite Force, speaking to capital ships, is like especially the first one. Um, I, I didn't play the second one enough, but the first one you get to run around like the entirety of Voyager, which is pretty cool because it's a smaller, you know, it's a smaller Federation ship, but it's still a good size, you know. <laughs> now, yes, co- absolutely, Colin. I'm actually going to say that Starfleet Academy is one of the worst Star Trek games. Uh, Oof. it is. Wh- yeah. It Even is it. though I have I have a I have an unopened copy of the game and uh, wow. its expansion, wow. I would still agree with that statement. I, I still can't I still can't believe that game got an expansion and Klingon Academy didn't. It's just it's just a, true, true. It's just yes. such a fucking crime because Starfleet Academy was like, wow, this feels like a fighter. This is really stupid. I have one radar and like, wow, this this is like I'm flying a Sidewinder in Elite. That's like exactly what this feels like. It's the stupid... Oh, my God. I hate that game so much. I hate it so much. But, like, I didn't... I honestly didn't think Bridge Commander was that great either. Um, it, It's it's a very niche thing, though. I, well, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be straight honest with yeah, you. It's, a it's very not niche terrible. Thing. It's, it's not terrible. There are worse games in, in the franchise, as we've noted. It, yeah, but it's not yeah. terrible. What I, what I was getting at was, like, you either have the part where you're in the chair giving the orders... <laughs> or or you have the part where you're outside the ship flying the thing. And while they're kind of, while they're both kind of fun, neither one is really exceptional. I feel like if they had focused on one or the other, that that would have been a better game, I think. But I feel like both of those are a little half-assed. You know, because it's either one or the other. You know, so it it's I can agree with that. So it's not as great as it could have been, which I think is a real shame because you had the Galaxy class, you had the oh god, what's the Enterprise? Is it Sovereign? Is that Sovereign, Sovereign class? Sovereign. Yeah, oh, I can't. Because oh. the movies are not really as powerful in my mind as the show. <laughs> um, and you never saw a Sovereign class in DS9, did you? Like, not one. Like, you saw a lot of Galaxy classes. But you never saw a Sovereign class. That was kind of shit. No, kinda... no, it didn't show up in... India. Well, well, the the sovereign though didn't really come into play until like, like near the end either. of the, the war, right? Like was was it, it was? I feel like it was after the wars when the sovereign came into play. Well, well, in insurrection. Well, no, in insurrection. They talk about like they're working on a Dominion peace treaty. I think in like the beginning of insurrection. Well, no, they they. 
right? Uh, they weren't talking about the peace treaty, but I was going to say, not to like get on a tangent here with this conversation, but the defiant was in first contact, right? Which would which would mean that at some point there. But I mean, we'd really have to look at when DS Nine ended. We'd, we'd have to actually contact. do some research. Which you know, what we'd actually have to look at something. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like so interesting that Star Trek and like Star Trek had Birth of the Federation, which is a four X game. It's not bad, but that that battle it's a product of its time. But it, that it battle is thing, absolutely man. a product of its time. Yeah, because Star Wars Rebellion tried to do the same thing. It tried to be this grand strategy oh, game oh, oh, with. Uh, oh. With a com- with uh, with with tactical combat, and the tactical combat was fucking awful. <laughs> now, the tactical combat in Birth of the Federation wasn't terrible. That uh, I think was the highlight of the game. It's just that as the game went on, it ended up being blob fleet versus blob fleet, yeah. or you end up with sixty ships versus two, and there's just no contest. It's over in a turn. And that sort of thing does happen in Birth of the Federation. Okay, so we have. Okay, so wait. So we have two diverging things here in the chat. Colin is saying the Enterprise E wasn't in the Dominion War, and Jean Luc in Discord is saying it was at least at the Battle of um, Beta Z. What? <laughs> I'm very confused. We'll have to look this up. And get some kind of official memory alpha timeline. <laughs> I did not expect- probably not when we're live. Now when we're live, yeah. We, I mean, yes, we go on tangents, folks, but that's that's really a tangent. Um, but yeah, uh, Independence War has come up many, many times in the chat. So let's let's get on that. Yeah, because someone said, uh, Colin said he thought Independence War is better than Bridge Commander, to which I completely agree. Um. Completely and utterly agree. You guys have played both of those, right? Yeah. I, I will admit, I think for as a capital ship game, I think the first game was better because you had the multiple, you know, systems and stations and whatnot. Uh, the second game felt more like you were flying a large fighter, which I mean, it wasn't a bad thing. It's still a great game, but like the first one really had more of a weight behind it. I think you know. And and the combat was just so different than just about anything else. You know, it wasn't zoomy zoomy World War Two in space, like just about anything else we've gotten we had gotten at that point. That's right. Uh, yeah, cause, cause you had all you had all that Newtonian shit going on. It was great. Hunter, have you played Independence War? Uh I believe so. Okay. Good. <laughs> I was going to, like, gift you a copy on GOG if you hadn't. I was like, you need to play this right now. <laughs> like, tonight. <laughs> I, I can double check, but I don't... I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on it, but I feel like I have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Colin, Colin is a good point. It felt like a ship in a box and you had to think tactically. Because with, with a lot of fighter games where you're flying these fighters, you know, you're it's just zoom, zoom, turn and burn. But... Yeah, with Iwar, especially because you had the the one gun that pointed forward and the one gun that pointed back, positioning was so important. Just like um, with one of the better Star Trek games, uh, not not just Klingon Academy, but Starfleet Command. Uh, oh yeah, 
like those those games really relied on tactics and positioning and power management and 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 the, you had to rely on some of that i guess when you're flying a fighter but when you're flying a capital ship it's so much more important with the multiple firing arcs and the multiple shield arcs and whatnot and and, and even even the fact that with some of the federation ships you could actually time your maneuvering so that as you're making your spin, each of your weapons fires, therefore you're adding to the damage because there's a, there's a tactic that was created for Starfleet battles where if you actually spread out every shot, you actually did more damage overall than if you really? everything is an alpha strike. Yeah. Oh, I always did the big old alpha strike. <laughs> well, the, the big old alpha strike had one advantage, which was you could take down their shields and do a bunch of hull damage. But the problem with it is that... If you actually want to whittle them down, your best bet was to actually make one shot at a time as you are – as you're making a, a 360 pretty much. So you're firing through every single arc so that every single one of those hits ends up on the same place. Oh, I don't think I ever did that. <laughs> It was really hard to pull off, but it was something that they that someone had created for Starfleet Battles and actually did the calculations, figured out, oh wait, this works. This absolutely works. And yeah, it's it's canon, <laughs> pretty much. The tactic is canon. I'll have to go back and try that uh, if I can get it. I think I can get it running. <laughs> Those late nineties games, man. They are they yeah. can be really hard to get running sometimes. Oh my god. Um but uh, yeah, like again, Star Trek is just so fascinating. I guess Star Wars too. Like Star Wars had no capital ship games, really. But well, it didn't. It didn't have capital ship games, but there was definitely capital ships you could fight against, right? Or fight and, alongside with, or and it's weird. It was I all mean, about the fighters for that. Yeah, and, and but there, I mean, there were games though where you could control. I guess something like a capital ship. I mean, Star Wars is such an interesting thing because what what do you define as a capital ship? Though, I mean, do you, do you define star destroyers themselves as capital ships, or do you define like the super star destroyers as capital ships? Because there's kind of there's kind of a distinct difference in some regards. Yeah, scale and scale and era definitely yeah. fall in line with that kind of stuff. So, so, and where I'm going with that is like Empire at War. Yeah, because an RTS, you could you could you know use star destroyers. Um, yeah, I yeah. think that's really the only like legit Star Wars game yeah. that I had. But I like, mean, if you look at mods for like Homeworld, for example, you can right. use or sins. Yeah, yeah, or sins. Yeah, same thing. Now, I'll, I'll be honest. At least in X Wing and Tie Fighter, the the capital ships never felt that scary. Like I, I took out a couple of X, I took out a couple of star destroyers in an X wing because all you need to do is get in right position and shoot their shields and then just it, it, they never felt that scary at least in the early games and maybe that was a technology thing I don't know but they felt scarier in the later games you know they definitely felt more menacing especially in Alliance you know so. That was kind of a weird arc with capital ships they did in those games. Like, they, they never really felt that scary, and then they got real scary. <laughs> I thought, anyway. Of course, uh, there's also the spiritual successor to those games, Angels Fall First, which has some massive capital ships in it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, according to the West End RPG, Colin Ford says, a Corvette and above is a capital ship. According to the old, um, the, uh, the uh, old RPG, which makes sense. So that would be, that would be, uh, the blockade, blockade run, runner, blockade runner and, and up. Yeah. yeah and the Nebulon B frigate and the, uh, all the very, um, Mon Calamari ships and whatnot. Uh, John, that's, that's fair. I think John Luke. I think they did add point defense to the Star Destroyers and X-wing Alliance, which which they didn't really have before. Um, they were def whatever they did. They were definitely more menacing to fighters than they were in the previous games, and that that might have been why I don't specifically remember, but it was it was something like that. I don't exactly remember though. Now you know what was a decent what was a fighter game that had a decent capital ship in it, and this is going to sound ridiculous. Iron Sky Invasion. Did did either of you play that one? Yeah, I did. No, it had these space zeppelins. These, <laughs> these armored no space zeppelins that this were. Isn't, this isn't it's a that crazy game. Nazi movie, is it? Yeah. It is. It, yeah. It's based on that. And oh, Iron Sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, my gosh. Okay. I, the, yes. The game I is actually... but I know exactly what you're talking about. The game is actually a lot better than the movie, surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah. The game is actually quite a bit of fun. And they have, yeah, they have these armored Zeppelins in them that are actually a serious threat. And you have to really... You have to really maneuver to hit them in the right spots and take them down. And they blow up real good, <laughs> which is real nice. But yeah, I was honestly surprised by that one. It's like, Space Blimp, come on. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, oh my god. Speaking of oh shit factor, Everspace, when those things show up. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. I will I will add that. I forgot about Everspace. I only got that far in Everspace once. And yeah, they're they're a bit scary. They're a bit scary. Now, I honestly... Yeah, the smaller ones, not so bad, but... When the big ones show up, oh, you do not want to be there. You want to be elsewhere. Now, I'll be honest and say that I think in terms of when you're in a fighter and you're dealing with uh, capital ships, personally still to me, and I know I'm biased, I still think the best is Free Space 2 because those those capital ships were huge. And And here's another – I don't know. This might be just me, but I've always had a pet peeve with games with capital ships – where they don't look like they're big enough to hold as many fighters as they launch. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, the, like the wing yes. command, like the wing commander games are is exactly what come to mind. It's like that's as big as that is, really. Like, like that that can it's a clown car. Yeah, exactly. Is that a TARDIS? Uh, so uh, yeah, so like that and like Freelancer and other games where it's like, wow, that's a battleship, and you could probably fit one ship in there, maybe. <laughs> it's like what the hell is going on? But um but with Free Space 2, yeah, exactly, Colin. The Tiger's Claw seemed far too small, and that was probably a limitation of the technology at the time. So but even in the later games, the capital ships like three, four, and five, the capital ships never seemed that big. And this is your home. Or this is like a huge, like big target or something, and they're like, that's it? Really? Uh but with free space, I'd say certain later games nailed that that sense of scale to what it was launching 
sort of the stars did it pretty well. Yeah. That you might have yeah. one launch ship that you can launch at the planet. Right. If on the smaller, yeah, the smaller class ships or Battlestar Galactica deadlock. Oh where, God. Yeah. We so can get into that in a little bit. Right. And that is a really good, um, yeah, like it's a shame there aren't more games like Battlestar Galactica, um, or capital ship games like that in general. You know, because... Um, you know, that's interesting that you bring that up, though. Like, Capital Ship Games, to me, just remind me that maybe we're, I'm playing an RTS more than anything. Or some kind of a strategy game, because... They're definitely more strategic, yeah. They're definitely... definitely Even even games like... Um, like, um, with a little uh, Starpoint Gemini Warlords is definitely mm-hmm. more tactical and even strategic than your free spaces and your X-Wings. Well, I'm, I'm thinking of in terms, too, of looking at how the genre plays it. So, I mean, if we're talking about space games, we're talking about sci-fi. Yeah. So when you look at, like, how the genre plays capital ships... Okay, I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring I'm going to bring Halo into the mix. So okay. in Halo, you don't technically play ships. However, in set universe... Because we we brought up Star Trek, so I feel like this is a good call. That's fair. Um, I know not, so, I know next to nothing about Halo, so I I won't have much well, time to contribute here. Well, sure. So so like you don't really see the big when when Halo first came out, you see you see a big ship that crashes on the ring, and it's a big ship, and you're like, wow, that is, that is a big ship. But come to find out, it's one of the smaller ships that the um, the humans have actually made. So they get. Uh, quite a lot bigger than that. And in Halo 4 is when you see like the really big one. I uh, forget the name of it. And I know people in the chat are going to like rip me a new one for it. But um, it it's part of more of like a battle fleet. And these things are, are super self-contained, like super, super self-sustaining. You know, they can launch all kinds of, you know, fighters and troop transports and vehicle transports and I think of that in terms of, like, say, a Super Star Destroyer in Star Wars. You know, these these things aren't just a, a thing that fights in space, but also can transport massive amounts of equipment to whatever planet mm, they right. want to bestow destruction upon. Well, and see, that's, that's something the, that you can't do that, in EVE. The term for that, I would say, would be Battlestar. Because... It's not just a carrier. It's a battleship that carries a whole bunch of crap along with it and is a, a force multiplier wherever it is. Right. And it's not just a carrier either, which is an interesting thing because you exactly. look at you look at like Battlestar Galactica and people are like, Oh, it's like a carrier in space. And I'm like, Yeah, but nah. Like <laughs> Because if it doesn't have its fighters, it still has all of its flat guns. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's definitely nuke. a defensive platform and it's also an offensive platform. But the cool thing about like Battlestar is you could look at their pod. Like let's take the Galactic, for example, the pods on either side, that thing's like carrying two aircraft carriers on its sides. Basically, like, that's, yeah. that's what those are, you know, but the rest of the ship itself is, was way more packed than that. And, yeah. you know, something where, you know, I, I I would love to see some kind of a space game where 
I mean, I guess Homeworld's a great a great bestower of this too, because as you're playing through it, you know, you've got this one massive ship that from it builds all that you need to do, but some kind of a, um, a game where you know you're you're controlling you're you're in command of a massive ship that is responsible for so many things and has tasks that it needs to do and um you know you're part of a like a maybe you're controlling like a a fleet for example you know but it's more in depth than just say go here shoot now gun like (laughs) so something like say ftl style uh but with something on the scale of a battle star as your as your ship going through it all right but not necessarily turn-based like i mean you can have missions that you can go on and deploy on for example i like to i like to use starcraft or a traditional rts for this um but but more so the newer starcraft like in between on the campaign side of things in between missions you could um trade stuff out you could unlock things um you could maybe customize different stuff and depending on the different types of missions that you could go on to do i mean you could like recustomize certain parts of your fleet or um it's kind of like the cool thing that i love about star trek online is the admiralty thing like i go and send these ships on this fleet and they go and do stuff and then come back i don't necessarily partake in the action of what they do i just say you go do this thing and report back when you're done you know something like that something really more in depth yeah that makes sense i would totally play it right but definitely you know definitely like i'm in command of this great massive ship and I control a fleet. You know, you dock with me. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, um, Professor Jean-Luc Xavier Blunt there in chat, uh, the mini-game in Star Trek Online is definitely addictive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there was one game that tried to put you in command of a big thing like that that had people and fighters and Landcraft and all that stuff, and we have to talk about it. Uh, it's called Battle Cruiser 3000 AD, <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's and it's it's varied ilk. Uh, now, Derek, we know you, we love you. You're a friend of the show. Uh, you're a friend to us, and we appreciate all the hard work you've done <laughs> to <laughs> to to. Uh, to uh, keep space gaming alive through your hard work through the various um, incarnations of Battlestar, Battle Cruiser 3000 AD, but your games are nearly impenetrable, <laughs> and that that it doesn't help make them playable. And I love them. I mean, I've played them and I've gotten some fun out of them. But like after a while, you're like, I am mentally exhausted. <laughs> I need to go off shift. Someone else take the con. <laughs> it's like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> but that game, at least it was trying to, that game had shuttles and it had troop transports and it had Marines and you could dock with other ships and take their supplies. It's, that's the, that's probably the biggest tragedy of that. Those games is that it could do all those things. And yet maybe because it had too many moving parts, 
or whatnot. It just never really worked out. You know? Which is a real shame because those could have been amazing capital ship games. You know? They really, really could have. But... And I guess I guess um, on the opposite side of the coin, when you have ships that have marines and whatnot, you have the rules of engagement games. Um, have either of you played those? They're very old. So have either of you played those? Uh, no, I have not. Okay. I haven't either. Okay, well, that's what's on the stream right now, if you're, if you're unaware, folks. Uh, those games came out, I believe, in 1991 and 1993. Uh, they were uh, developed, I believe, by Impressions, who went to later do city builders like Zeus and Pharaoh and Caesar. But um, Ooh. Ooh. Pharaoh and Caesar, good games. <laughs> Those are amazing games. But these were also amazing games because the interface was – it did what the best it could do for the, in its time frame. But like it basically gave you like a Star Trek Next Generation L-Cars interface. And it worked. It was so much more accessible than Battlecruiser 3000 could ever be, which is a real shame. And and this is the game that um, there was a similar there was a game called Breach, which is kind of like XCOM. And uh, in certain scenarios, if you tried to board a ship, it would launch Breach, and you would play the Marines boarding that ship, which is amazing for oh. 1993. Mind blowing for 1993, and and the thing is, like, it really hasn't been done again since, which is such a damn shame, because these games. Were I mean, that's that's AFF cool. pretty much. It's Angel you know, first because yeah, the, the, you can't do the breach thing. That is fair. That is fair. You know, that's that that is a fair assessment, and I and I think that Angels Fall First is unfortunately um, such. I'll, I'll, I I want that game to be more popular than it is. And no, right? You know, it, it's because it has the potential to go even farther than uh, where it's at. But what I what I find fascinating about it is it takes the concepts that these other games are trying to do, and it, it and the, these other games are breaking it hard. And I'm looking at E Star Citizen, but like if <sighs> you, you get on a you get on a transport, right? And essentially what happens is it, it, it loads you very quickly into an instance and you're on this shuttle and you're going to this thing. And then you, then you like crash into the other ship and it's almost like it quickly loads you onto the ship. It, it doesn't do anything directly. Like I'm getting on this, the door's closing, we're leaving, we're, we're now crashing the doors opening and I'm running off. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's pretty close. It's but it's pretty damn close. And the other game that I was going to say that is similar to this is um, Empyrean. Um, you know, Space Engineers, for all its grandiose, is also troubled by the the thing that makes it great, and that is just walking around. And <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that's fucking great. <laughs> so. You know, but the the thing that, you know the thing that Empyrean does is you know all right well I'm I'm on this planet and I fly up into the atmosphere and I quickly load into the space instance and now I'm in space and I can fly around space and dock around the space station oh there's a moon over there let's fly to the moon you get close enough to the moon and it quickly loads you into 
the new environment. So it's not like it's trying to do this one single free flow ridiculousness because these games that they're, they're trying their hardest and God, they look beautiful and they look great. But I, you know, I just want to play and have fun. Like, you know, it's not going to break my immersion uh, immersion. If like there needs to be some kind of a quick loading screen. I mean, I mean, Empyrean does it great. And, you know, it's almost like you're flying through the clouds when it happens. It's really kind of cool. Um, you know, when I'm jumping from system to system in EVE, when there's, like, a Stargate that, like, loads me into the next system, I'm not sitting looking at a loading screen. And it's technically a loading screen, but it looks like a warp tunnel, you know? Yeah, I guess Elite does the same thing, but Elite Elites is definitely um, more of, like, set it to screensaver, too. <laughs> yeah, some games handle that pretty well. I, I do like the way that AFF handles it because, yeah, you're you're landing, and then while I, it's loading up, that that instance for you said so that you can actually do the ground stuff. You have just that short, very short, uh, you know, get ready to disembark from the landing ship. And I think the action is so fast paced that you ignore that. Like, it feels fluid. It's not even it feels a, totally fluid. Right. To me. Mm. right. That's what I was going to, yeah. It, because the way the action is designed, you're not thinking about it. You know what? It, Angel, it does. It feels fluid. You know what angels fall first really needs? It needs the, 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 the dropping from section eight. Ooh, that <laughs> deployment, yeah, yeah. The drop. Another the, another game that was unfortunately. Uh, I know, but can you imagine? Like, because I mean, they're both great, but like, I mean, clearly, Angels Fall First is a bit prettier. But I mean, that dropping stuff from uh, Section Eight was just incredible. Uh, you do have vehicle drops in AFF, but you don't actually control as yeah. it's going down. Yeah, which is that's just kind of sad. <laughs> Uh, oh, and uh, someone in the chat just brought up. I, I, if you guys haven't played Rule of Engagement, you probably haven't played this. But Starfleet Two, Krellen Commander, uh, was actually a shockingly detailed ASCII starship command and fleet command and planetary invasion game. <laughs> like, it was insanely detailed, but it was also insanely obtuse. <laughs> And so I have to say, though, it wasn't as 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 uh, unapproachable as Battlecruiser, but it it got close to that. Like, that's why I think we could use another rules of engagement style game, because it really straddled that line between approachability and detail and fidelity. Hmm. I'm watching I'm watching the video that I recorded how many ever years ago of this game, and I want to play it again right now. <laughs> I fucking love this game. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, so I also did write down some other... Let's see, where are some other games I don't think did a great job with... Um, did we talk about all the ones that did? Oh, some people brought this up in the chat, so we should probably talk about it. Uh, Nexus the Jupiter Incident was a really great capital ship game. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And it looks daunting at first, but the great thing about it is it really isn't. 
because you're mostly just right-clicking other ships <laughs> and attacking them or right-clicking a point in space or whatever, you know? It's it it looks um uh, it looks it still dumb. holds up. It's oh my god, especially since um THQ Nordic did a nice patch for it a year or two ago, which you got to love them for that. Now, Colin brings up an interesting thing, and Spaz, you'll probably have something to say about this. He says the ultimate capital ship simulator is Artemis. You need several players, but that's awesome. Kind of like bridge simulator, Uh, but kind of like bridge crew, but without the VR. I don't know if I can agree. I don't bridge crew without VR. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I can agree. I don't know if I can agree with that. I would say I would say Artemis is arguably better than the star trek like vr game um although the star trek vr game is fun um it is we've played it yeah it's it's a definitely it's definitely a little bit more limited in my opinion artemis is artemis is pretty cool but then there's also like quintet quintet does the same thing that artemis does but i think this is not trying to like hype up Ural's project, but I, th- I feel like Quintet does look and play better than Artemis. And let's be honest, well, I think um, the fair the fairest thing I can say regarding that, I mean, given my own bias, is that with Quintet, at least you can just jump in and play. You don't need yes. a whole bunch of people to play. Yes. And so, while you can play big ships in some of these games and these like simulators, these bridge simulators, it's really not about the bridge simulation process. It's about the capital ship and its role and, and you know, the space game like genre essentially. But, and let's be honest, if we're we're going to talk these multiplayer bit bridge games, it doesn't get really better than Pulsar. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, just about to mention it. Pulsar is great. Well, so here's something for you, though. I Here's what I would love to see from uh, a game that can give me capital ships. And this is what I'm kind of hoping I see from the new X game that they're making. Because the, 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 the first person aspect of what they're doing with the new X game. And I know the X games have, are supposedly, you know, supposed to be more about sim. And I get that. But conceptually... I would love, and 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 people can can say Star Citizen until they're blue in the face, but I'm, it's not gonna it's not gonna get me. I would love a, a more refined, focused uh, co-op game or a a smaller game that I can play with my, just a few of my friends. That I'd, I don't want to play like an MMO, but like maybe it can be set up to where you can have a server of up to ten people play something like that, where I can control maybe a big capital ship and you guys can dock your ships at it. And like, that would be a cool thing. And it also could be like a, like a, um, like a space galactic simulator where there's like a live economy and you can build your own like empire, like the X games typically have done in the past. And you know, what would be great. So I think what would be, I think what would, hit all the right notes for you and probably for me is like an MMO version of Star Wolves. Have you ever played Star Wolves? Oh, yeah. You know, that, I mean, that could work. Because you have your mothership and you have your fighters and the mothership and the do- fighters can dock with the mothership back and forth. But the mothership is also, 
I mean, it's it's still kind of vulnerable, but it can it can handle its own in a lot of situations. Um, so like, I think an MMO version of something along those lines would be great. Uh, it'll, it'll probably never happen. <laughs> 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 yeah, we can. It'll probably never. Happen. It'll probably never happen. But I mean, it's fun to talk about. Um, Star Wars was fun though. So it improves. Wait, what is this? Colin in the chat says an improved version of pulsars. Won't we want an elite dangerous when we get space legs used with multi crew? What is space legs? Running around the ship. Oh, Lance Criminal. That might be my dream game. He basically wants Destroyer Command in space with the X-Wing Alliance engine. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes, but, but, but an improved X-Wing Alliance engine. But now, yes. now I'll admit, I think Star Shatter is the closest thing to that. It's not exactly that, but it's the closest thing we'll probably ever right. have to it. But see, here's the thing, though, is like if, if I'm going to do something like with a capital ship, something big and menacing, I, I, I've mentioned this a few times before, but I'm going to be concise about it at this point is that I want something more to do than just go point and shoot. Oh, like I, right. I want, you know, I want, I want to be able to do more than just, uh, here I am you know pimping in my big old ca- capital ship. You know what? I, I want would, like more. Like about, I, would, I want something yeah. more. I would love to be the galactic Uber for a diplomat. You know, I would love to be the, oh, you want me to map out a sector and explore it? I can do that. You know, you you like the things they would do in Star Trek. You know, like we're gonna map this. We're gonna map out this sector. We're gonna patrol the neutral zone. We're gonna and they and like I think game designers are like they don't want that. People don't want that. They want to shoot stuff. It's like no, we do want that. <laughs> yeah, you'd be you'd be. Like, Let me just, that, that that mini game in, in Star Trek Online, like dude, like I would if if it was me, like out there for hours just doing all kinds of like exploration and research yeah. and unlocking things and yeah, you know sending let me, sending let me just interject for a second and, sure. and add in here Starfleet Armada Rogue Adventures for that that lots of other stuff to do. This is it's true just it's not just your ship that's true, that's true, but well, I think what we're talking about, and that is a great game. Folks, it, it is a great game, no question. But I think what we're talking about is like being part of a like a Starfleet where we're like, oh, the Admiralty has given us this mission, you know, let's go. It's not just a quest, but it's like we're supposed to help with the civil war in this planet, like, and make the universe feel big. So, like, even if there's a lot of people out there doing it, like, you still feel like you're doing something unique and on your own. It's like. Like Eve is going in that direction, but it's still mostly about shooting shit. So yeah, and and there's not a lot of that. I mean, yeah, yeah the the PVE is definitely getting a lot bigger, I, which is there. great. Like, which is great. But there, I just feel like there's so much more that I could do from like a more single player or co op experience. All right. I mean, I, I understand. I understand the world of Eve, and that anything can happen. And so, Joe Schmo could come troll the shit out of me if he wanted to. Right. But you know, if I want that, I'll play Eve. But I, if I really want a more in-depth experience without having to deal with whatever, you know, yeah, you know, you know the rant that goes along. Yeah, with yeah. Colin Ford in uh, YouTube asks, "You want to map gaseous anomalies? I do. I do want to map sure. gaseous anomalies." 
I would love yeah, that. Yeah, but I mean, but don't make it like boring, but like make it make it something interactive and yeah, interesting. Exactly. Like, like, ooh, we found a wreckage here. What does this mean? You know, oh, it's a there's a murder here. <laughs> you know, like just give us something like stuff that happened in Star Trek. Like, you oh, know, we're going mapping while mapping this gaseous anomaly. We got a distress call. Yeah. And while you're on, then you have to go do the distress call, and you have to like beam over and figure out how to stop the warp core from like blowing up or whatever. Yeah. Just, yeah but but Star Trek Online kind of has that kind of shit. But a little like bit. a little bit. But the 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 ground interactions are so. Irritating to fumble through. <laughs> yeah, it it breaks that experience, and it doesn't. And, and like I know what they're trying to do. Like they're trying to be Star Trek, but it's just like this this mini game is getting old. <laughs> Compared to the ground stuff in in STO, uh, I would say I would much rather have the text adventures in Space Rangers HD. Now, bear in mind mm. that that those are just very limited in terms of what you can do because it's just the text adventures. It's just choose your own adventure stuff. Okay, fine. But there are a lot of them and they are very yeah. in terms yeah. of you, you might be managing a ski resort or you might be trying to break yourself out of prison. I mean, there's lots of ways that can go. Did, uh, this is this is even older than the games I mentioned previously. But did you guys even ever dabble with the uh, Star Trek text adventures of the eighties? I played some of the Infocom stuff, but I'm talking about the Star Trek stuff by Simon and Schuster, like the Kobayashi alternative, and whatnot. I yeah, because those games actually had varied like things where you had to beam down, you had to talk to a diplomat, you have to solve a mystery, you and you could walk. I mean, it was just text. Yes, but you could walk around the entire ship and interact with crew members and and give orders and and from the bridge and even you can call up the bridge from wherever you are and say set a course for this. You could do all that within this game. It was amazing. Why can't we do that today with a graphical interface? Like I can't imagine it be that hard. I, I, uh, it, there are plenty of games that have tried and failed. Yeah, that's that's that's. I mean, you have you have a game like say Into the Stars, which is uh, a, a beautiful game. Don't get me wrong; it's a beautiful uh, game. I love the music. That is probably one of the best things about the game. Yeah, the soundtrack is great, but the game itself just. Failed on many levels. Yeah, Jean-Luc, um, yeah, you're right. Why do we think games like this aren't made as often? There, There's a lot going on. But even a single-player game that did this, even the single-player games don't have as much. Like Bridge Commander was, it had some mission-y stuff, but it was mostly the pew-pew. And it's like, come on. And, and I was really hoping that Starfleet Command would do a little more of this because it had that dynamic... Was it called Dynaverse campaigns? Yeah, Dynaverse. And and I thought that would be like, oh, there's a distress signal. Oh, there's a, you know, this planet needs an asteroid shot out of its way or something, you know. But there was it was mostly the pew pew again. It's like, can we get something else? Can we? Can we get? Mm. 
Lance Criminal brings right. up an interesting point in the YouTube chat. He brings up, uh, I've never played, he asked if we played any of the modified dynamic campaigns in Silent Hunter 3 and 4. Not modified, but I have played those games and, oh, a cap ship game that's like a submarine game. Yes, please. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. Yes, For sure. please. And that's what Objects in Space is supposed to be about, but I don't know when that's coming out. <laughs> if ever. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> what were you going to You were going to say something, Spaz, and I kind of rolled over you. What were you going to say? No, it's fine. Uh, I was just going to add that it's unfortunate. It really is because th- there are so many games with potential, like Into the Stars. I, I backed that on Kickstarter mm-hmm. because I so thought it was going to be great. So and the does. concept... It, it sounded so good, and the execution was just flat. Was that the one where you had to match the color of your laser to the color of their shield or something? Uh, yes. And yes. that was the only tactic in combat? It was like blue, red, green, blue, green, red. It was like playing Simon? And you had, and you had different <laughs> timers for the weapons that you took. Oh, for so God's sakes. <laughs> de- depending, on, depending on how... Yeah, the the weapon you took it might do less damage, but a faster recharge, so that you could you could fire more, and it just fell flat, and it was just so disappointing. Yeah, and then you have a game like the Mandate that was supposed to be offering something like that, and and I backed that on Kickstarter. As well. I I also did, and, and it, they went it, bankrupt. Oh yeah, it has they even, went bankrupt. It, it'll never see the light of day. That one, like never, right. which is just. Oh, that one again. That one had such promise, and mm, just really fucking sad. So, hey, Lance Criminal, where can we find those um, modified uh, campaigns for Silent Hunter three and four? I might, I want to try that. I would love to try that. It adds more shipping and ports, shipping lanes, chance spawn rate. Oh, that sounds fun. I love a good dynamic campaign. You guys love a good dynamic campaign in anything. <laughs> and yet there's only like two space games that have had dynamic campaigns <sighs> god damn by the way there's Star Shatter and X-Wing Interceptor those are the two if you're all wondering <laughs> oh XCOM Interceptor oh my god <laughs> X-Wing Interceptor yeah <laughs> that's an X-Wing game no one knows about is <laughs> Interceptor <laughs> flying an A-Wing around oh my god can you imagine? <laughs> now, there, I have a list here of noble attempts, games that tried to really capture the feel of a capital ship, and, and their attempt was appreciated, but it still didn't hit the mark. So I don't know if you guys played either Lightspeed or Hyperspeed by uh, Microprose back in the day. Uh, you basically flew around a giant ship that was the size of Manhattan, but it had fighters. <laughs> uh, Star Shatter came up. Star Control. Uh, yeah, those that, felt like fighters, yeah. Yeah, Battle of Procyon, which felt like kind of baby's first, um, baby's first Starfleet well, Command. That was the Treasure Planet game, right? Yes, yes. And my audio is clipping. Does it sound? Do you guys? Does it sound like to you that my audio is clipping, guys? Doesn't sound like it to me. Hmm. Not on my end. I wonder if it's a Twitch uh, issue, 
uh, one speed over on Twitch. We might have had uh, we've had a tiny bit of drop frames, but nothing too serious. Uh, huh. Um, my my pedal seems fine. I don't know. It might be a Twitch thing. Re- re- please reset. Twi- please refresh Twitch and let me know if it's still doing it. Because I use a pedal to uh, do this push to talk thing, and sometimes it gets a little pedal to the metal commander. <laughs> Why didn't we ever get a Galaxy Quest game? I w- I wanted that best, so best Star Trek movie. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Whoever wrote this episode should die. Uh. <laughs> Side note: one we hadn't mentioned yet, Rebel Galaxy. That's a good point. Those That's, those dreadnoughts are not necessarily dreadnoughts, but the battleships in that are wow. That is a good point. That is a good point. I I for. I'm I'm sorry, Travis and y'all. I forgot about Rebel Galaxy. <laughs> um, but yeah, Rebel Galaxy's got some good, good cap ship action. Though I never got and, super, and it's all broadsides too. That's the other thing that's that's interesting. That's true. You don't have enough uh, capital ship games in general, but even with broadsides, like. Sp- Spaz two tried to have broadsides. It just didn't didn't really work, you know. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, it it sort of did because yeah, you could turn the ship and then you would get broadsides from both sides on the turrets on the opposite end of the ship. They'd be able to get an arc, but it's. I would say. I'd say it's a good attempt uh, at, at that, but not 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 stellar in that uh, it, even pun intended uh, in getting that feel of a capital ship down. Uh, Lance wants a Galaxy Quest total conversion for Homeworld. I'd like to <laughs> I'd like to go one further and say I would like an Orville total conversion Hell for yes. Homeworld, please. Hell yes. That would be uh, a uh, side note. A couple of my friends got to tour the set of that show. Shut up! Shut up! Oh no, I didn't go. I'm I'm very angry about this. I'm still jealous. But they said it was a, basically a two-story interconnected set, so you actually could walk from one thing to another. You felt like you were on a ship. There were a lot of practical effects. Oh, Mike Akuda, you know Mike Akuda. Uh, yeah. He he actually went on the tour too, and he loved it, which is like. How high praise can you get? <laughs> now, One Speed says Star Trek One is the best Star Trek film. Uh, Some fighting words, yo. Uh, <laughs> Marcus, why are you asking about Death War Redo? It doesn't really have capital ships in it. It's a great game. Loved it, but not really relevant to what we're talking about tonight. Um. Oh yeah, Distant Worlds does a good job with uh, total conversions. It's got some really great. Um, it's got that amazing Star Wars total conversion. If you guys have played it, the Picard era, it's called. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> oh man, so let's see. What else do we have to talk about here? Oh yeah, you brought this up earlier. Uh, Spaz Icarus, Starship Command yes. Simulator. It's right there in the name. 
<laughs> it's right there in the name. <laughs> yeah, you don't necessarily start off on a dreadnought or a battleship, no. but you could you could theoretically find one, capture it, take it over, and then it's yours. Right. Oh God! One speed says Star Trek Five is the second best Star Trek film. Change my mind. <laughs> I will come down to where you are and slap that opinion out of your head. That's how hard I will slap you. Because Jesus. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that was a great game. You got to run around the ship, basically a first-person FTL, but it felt like you're on a a decently sized ship. God, have we covered everything? Let's see. What have we have we missed anything? Oh, we didn't mention Starpoint Gemini Warlords, really, uh, which is a really fun capital ship game. It took them two attempts to really get the feel of cap of more of a capital ship type combat, um, because Starpoint Gemini, let's be honest, was kind of crap. The first one, yeah, the first yeah, one the was first not one. so great. But in ten years, it has been ten years since the first one, and they have made leaps and bounds and, and Warlords is amazing. Oh my god, and they keep adding to it. If you've not played it. Warlords, oh. if you've not played Warlords, you need to. And especially with the DLC that allows you to play as pirates or as the alien faction because they change the game so much. You will... It feels like a different game. Yeah, and... It, it, it's got just enough of a metagame to keep you engaged where you don't even really have to, if you don't want to engage in the starf in the uh, tactical combat, you can stay like on the map and do everything well, you, from there. Or you could just keep sending out your fleets. And as they go around capturing stuff for you, uh, you can just be going around taking missions and just doing those while other stuff is happening. Yeah. Which is what I, I do a lot of. Because the missions are fun. They have, they have a good uh, variety of missions in there. So, okay, I'm, I'm going to hit you guys with, with the questions that, you know, that uh, people want to hear. Uh, what are your favorite capital ship games? Um, Spaz, I'll start with you. What would you say is your favorite uh, either game? Oh, yeah, okay, let's, let's have a couple. First, uh, what is your favorite capital ship game? Like a game that focuses on a capital ship. Uh, for this, I would go with Starpoint Gemini Warlords. Good call. It's the one I have played the most in in recent years of of a capital ship focused game. Uh, honorable mention would probably go to Starfleet Command Two. Good call, uh, Hunter. What about you? God, a capital ship focused game. I I hate to do this. I really do. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm gonna go Homeworld two. Nothing. Homeworld two. Now why two? Uh better better game really all the way around. I know some people who would fight um, you on that. I mean, I well listen. I know that there's some of like the way you could fleet stuff and control your fighters was better in one like i i get that but the the kinds of things you could do and i'm talking the base game here now um just the the ships themselves i just thought were better uh, especially some of the 
um, even capital ships that you could construct, not just the the, the mothership itself. Because I mean, I look at I look at it like because uh, you look at Battlestar Galactica Deadlock. I mean, are are the battle stars the capital ships, or is that giant like thing that you can warp around the map? Is that the capital ship? You know what I'm talking about? Like the oh. that uh, that qualifies as both because it's a shipyard and a ship. <laughs> right. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. It's not necessarily a ship. It's like a mobile shipyard. It's kind of weird. It's kind of great. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. No, it's great. It's it's just, just, it would be like a mobile DS9 if you if you added manufacturing facilities onto DS9. Which is a shame they didn't. Yeah, they moved DS9 that one time, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird time. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Tangent. But the, yeah, still. Yeah. No, that's that's totally fair. I guess for me, um, I would probably be a tie between Rules of Engagement and Klingon Academy. Those are like, the to me, the best of the best. Um, now, let's go on the opposite side of the coin. What is your... L- Least favorite capital ship game, Spaz. I'll start with you. Oh, I have to go with Into the Stars for this one. Mm, that's rough. Yeah, so much potential. I, I don't there. want to dislike it. It's just it's, it's so a, disappointing. It's not hard to like. It's not easy to like. It's not a good game. You know, it's not. A um, good, it's not a good Nerdman, game. Nerdman. Nerdman chats this Nexus Jupiter incident. I don't know. That's a great game. I mean, if it's not our favorite, it's not our favorite. If that's your favorite, that's great. But we're being totally subjective here now. <laughs> um, okay, so, Hunter, what would you say is your least favorite? God, uh... Tough call because there are so many to choose from. Yeah, there are quite a bit to choose from that weren't that great. Uh, yeah, you know, you can say Battle Cruiser three thousand. I mean, even if Derek's listening, he'll understand. That's that's that's, that's like that's like saying, well, "What's what's your least favorite color?" Well, brown. Puce. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Battle Cruiser three thousand is pretty bad, but I mean. I think I'm just trying to think of one that just really pisses me off, and I'm having a hard time figuring that out. Well, uh, we'll we'll come back to you then. Give you a few more yeah, moments think, to think me, about let it. Let me think about it for a minute. I know mine is Starfleet Academy because um, while Battle Cruiser 3000 AD uh, was a letdown on launch, uh, it was at least trying. It was at least making an attempt to be a solid capital ship game. Whereas Starfleet Academy was basically, let's just make Wing Commander with the Enterprise. Like, fuck it. <laughs> we'll do it live. Fuck it. And, um, and it was just such a disaster. Plus the full motion video crap uh, was just horrendous. It's like We didn't really have that in the SNES version of Starfleet Academy. Although that version was not that bad. I hear yeah, I hear the SNES version was definitely better than the PC version. Didn't it come out a few years before? Like it's basically a different game. Right? right. Isn't they're they're basically different games, although they have a lot of the same content. Oh really? The missions you take on. Huh. In terms of the missions, yeah. Because I mean there's you have the Kobayashi Murray scenario in there. Oh, well, sure. 
Sure, yeah, of Wrath of Khan is one of the scenarios you can take on. Right. But like with Battlestar, it's like I mean Battlecruiser Battlestar. With Battlecruiser, it's so easy to get these names fucked up. Um with Battlecruiser three thousand, it was at least making a solid attempt. So I can't even put it as my least favorite. But it's fair. It's kinda down there because it's just a mess. But you can't knock Derek for trying repeatedly to get it right. <laughs> Gotta give him credit where credit's due. Uh so Hunter, did you come up with one? If you didn't, that's okay. if you didn't, that's okay. You know, that's totally fine. I don't want you to I mean, feel if it, I mean, if it's if it's based around the capital ship, yeah, it should be. Yeah, then yeah, Battlecruiser three thousand is is pretty rough. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Totally a fair answer. And the final question: What? Uh, I guess I could, we can probably split this into two, but what? is your favorite capital ship in any game. It doesn't have to be a focused game. It could be just a game that had a capital ship in it. Uh, um, by far, I'm sorry, I'm going to just jump the gun. Go for it. Go for by, it. By far, my favorite capital ship in any game as of right now is the Nyx from EVE Online. The Nyx? What is that one? It's a super, they call it a super capital um it can carry heavy fighters it it's uh it's a pretty badass looking ship it's huge oh and yx oh i see oh god yeah in in yx nix boy howdy that thing thing looks amazing thing that thing looks amazing yeah, it's uh, it's my end all ship. Like, if I get one, I'll I may or may not just quit the game. Just, <laughs> it's like, like that's your retirement put my, point. Put my, put my put my character put my character in it, fly somewhere <laughs> and just like log off and never touch the game again. I I've, I've got it. <laughs> Goodbye. It's not gonna get any better than this. We're done. Well, good night, everybody. The reason the reason the reason for that being is that as a super capital. You can only dock those things and keep star citadels. Otherwise, they you just once once you're kind of in it, you're almost in it. Unless you can like figure out a nice safe place to park it somewhere. Yeah, it still sounds kind of like if I got something that big and expensive, I'd be like, I'm just gonna look at it in base. I'm gonna swivel my camera around it and ogle at it. <laughs> maybe fly to another base. Maybe fly to another those- base. That's one of those things where there's there's a thing in Eve called asset safety, and you can only do it in known space. Um, it doesn't work in wormhole space. So essentially, what happens is, is if you have stuff inside of a, a citadel and the citadel goes pop, asset safety moves it to the nearest like NPC station, I believe, and puts it there. And then you, I, I can't remember the full details. I think you can pay like a fee and get it all back, or it's just there and you have to go get it. But you see, with the super capital, if you're if you leave it docked inside of like a station that's a rare station, where's it gonna go? And I think they just drop. Oh, Ugh. that sounds terrifying. It <laughs> sounds utterly terrifying. <laughs> see, and uh, Spaz, did you pick one? I don't remember. I don't think you did. Uh, yet, ask me yet. But oh, uh, what would you say? I, I got to cheat a little bit because that's okay. It's a ship that's not normally in this. It's got to be modded in. Oh, okay, that's fine. Oh, so they, I am, they, they I'm moved it. This. 
Sorry, I got I got excited. They move it. They move it to a station where you can only undock it once, and you can't redock it. That's oh my weird. god! Anyway, sorry. Anyway, so, so I've linked my answer into the stream chat, and it is the Defiant. Oh God! Yes, used, of course. Of as course. used in Starport Gemini Warlords, because you can fly around as a Defiant, and yes, it kicks ass. Is that a capital ship, though? I'd say, yeah. Well, it it counts as as a, a cruiser class in. Uh, I mean, they call it a heavy escort in Trek, but it's effectively a destroyer with the power of a cruiser. Yeah, where do you get it in the game? Because I apparently have subscribed to it. I just don't know where you get the. The, the actual uh, you have to go into the mod section and then enable the mod. Oh, that's and then that. and then you go into the game and uh, you got to go to uh, it's uh, it's a starting planet. If you are, uh, yeah, it's it's just you go to the starting planet. You can pick it up from there. If I remember, oh, correctly. I'll have to see if I can. That sounds exciting. Like, is that the only ship you need, basically, once you fly around? Is that, like, all you need, basically? Uh, even when I had access to battleships, I was still flying around with the Defiant. Because it is just amazing. Awesome! <laughs> I'm... Oh, yes, red red uh, phasers on it, uh, effectively. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds fantastic. I'm going to have to try that maybe tonight. Um... So favorite cat, I for me, I'm having a hard time deciding. I I love the Colossus from Free Space Two, like a lot, but I also this is a hard one because in Starflight you have like a it, I guess it's a capital ship, but like doesn't really feel defined as one, but it has. You know, multiple crew, it's got multiple weapons and multiple systems and stuff like uh, that. So my nostalgia meter is really kicking in for that one. I I don't think any of us would have a least favorite, would we? Like, would we have a least favorite capital ship? I I don't think I can think of one. I can't. I I could think of an honorable mention, which would be the, uh, the Battlestar... The heavy Battlestar, actually, in uh, Battlestar Galactica Deadlock, because that is just a beast of a ship. That's your least favorite, or it's an honorable mention no, no, for no. your favorite? As, as oh. a, as, yeah, right. Right. Well, I think as a least favorite, some of the some of the capital ships that they've put into Star Trek, I've not been a fan of. Like, for example, you mean that one uh, model they use over and over and over again in every show? There's that. There's like one model with the inver- inverted wings. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think there's that one, but I'm I'm also specifically thinking of uh, Into Darkness. Oh, <laughs> had to bring that up. That, yeah, that 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 dreadnought thing of a Bob. I'm just not a fan. Which he had you a model of stupid. You can get that stupid piece of shit in Star Trek Online. He had I a model like it. I get it. I'm sorry. He had a model of it on his desk. <laughs> Yeah, subtle, huh? Like, what the fuck? What the fuck, Admiral Robocop? What are you doing? <laughs> what the sh- When I saw that, I was—I just could not... I, I laughed for a good five minutes. Because, I mean, what are you thinking? 
Oh my god. Ah, man. Yeah, that that was a It was kind of a neat looking ship, but I actually can't stand the look of the Discovery. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I it's just something about it bugs me. You know? Yeah. It it just doesn't look right. You know, it looks like a pizza cutter. <laughs> it doesn't look like a sh- I mean, yeah. granted, there is there there is an actual NCC one seven zero one pizza cutter, but yeah, 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 I know, I know. Well, the thing the thing about the Discovery that is such a makes it such an odd ship is the whole spore drive, and then the saucer section starts rotating. I'm still not sure how I understand how that's supposed to work. Yeah, what if um, it, what if you're on that part of the ship when it does that? Like, do you, like, what if you like forget? Do you have to buckle up? Does it start like centrifuging you to the wall? Like, <laughs> what if sorry. what if you're like in a corridor connecting the two parts of the ship and it starts like what? The, there's so many questions, <laughs> so many questions about that stupid fucking spore drive. I watched one episode the other day. I'm still behind, and I was I stayed at home because I wasn't feeling well the other day. So I'll, I'll get caught up on Discovery, and I watched one episode. And that's as far as I could get. I'm like, I'm done. I'm exhausted. <laughs> this is boring. So, so I'm still I haven't finished season one yet. Uh, really not looking forward to it either. Um, but yeah, I guess we can start wrapping it up. So, uh, folks, for next week's show, we don't know what we're doing yet. Because I've got a few irons in the fire, but I haven't heard anything back confirming anything. So we might have to pick a topic, and I don't know what that's going to be. So we'll do something fun regardless. Uh, We'll talk about something fun. And uh, Thursday, it's board game night. Uh, So we're going to be playing Colt Express, which I've never played, but I'm looking forward to trying it. Apparently it's quick playing and fun, which is how I like my And there is a tutorial, so uh, that's... Oh, I'll do that beforehand. I'll do I'll I'll do that. Thank you for letting me know. I'll do that beforehand. And don't forget Sunday, uh we're having our monthly MMO meetup at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Uh we're going to be playing Eve online. And I'm not sure what we're going to be doing. I mean, I was thinking maybe doing some wormholing, but they have that whole pirate event going on right now. Oh yeah, I've been running those uh for a while this afternoon. I've been doing the uh the Grista hunt uh, stuff. Been getting some cool loot from it. Oh, really? Uh, some skinny skin skins. Yes, sir. Oh, interesting. Lance Criminal, that's an interesting idea for a topic. We each describe our ideal perfect space game. That's an interesting thought. We have a week to think about it. What do you guys think about that for a topic for next week? Well, that could uh, that could be yeah, a whole I can put some things together. Yeah, that could be a whole show right there. If there's Easily. If, yeah, that could be definitely be a whole show. But I, I feel what, like I described part of it tonight, but you know. <laughs> but yeah, you did. But uh, as soon as Lance Criminal said that, I thought of Hot Fellas. Now my perfect Sunday would. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Wait. <right>. <laughs> <laughs> so no, Lance, that's actually a great idea for a topic. Thank you. I will start writing that down in a moment. But yeah, folks, we're going to be playing some. It's uh, a great name for a band. You should write that down. Yeah, we're going to be we're going to be playing some. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on, one speed freelancer had content. Uh, <laughs> that's not nice. He says his perfect space game is freelancer, but with content. 
Um, that's not fair. Um, <laughs> maybe the original version of Freelancer before they cut it down because Chris Roberts was too ambitious. Um, maybe then. Uh, but yeah, that's a good topic for next week. But yeah, we're going to be uh, maybe doing some pirate hunting on Sunday. Maybe some wormhole. I'm going to try some pirate hunting on my own, see if I can do it. Um, but uh, I am looking for... Yeah. Yes, Lance, you did contribute. We do, friends, uh, if you're unaware, we do take suggestions for topics, for guests. Um, we have an email at hail, H-A-I-L, at Space hail. Jam. Jesus, fuck. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> if any of you still have ears, that's hail at spacegamechunky.com. Yeah, that goes to all four of us. So if you have a suggestion... Oh, Elite Dangerous with actual content. Oh, Lance. That's... Wow. Yeah. Womp womp. Um, yeah, hail at SpaceGameJunkie.com. <laughs> my favorite... One of my favorite sounds of all time is the Price is Right losing gong. Um, or the... Whatever that... Not gong, but, you know. Um... So yeah, hail at spacegamejunkie.com. We uh, take, you know, requests for guests, requests for topics. If you don't like the sound, if you don't like what I have to say, uh, we'd like to hear that too. Uh, this is a very amateur project, so, you know, we're always looking to make it better. <laughs> Even though, yes, we have 240 episodes, this is an amateur project, and we're always looking to make it better. <laughs> um uh, also, want to thank our Patre- Patreon subscribers. You guys help to keep the lights on. And I know I keep saying this, but I'm really trying to find a few more tiers to make Patreon more useful and engaging other than just give me money, you know, uh, to help pay for the site. Uh, I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> no, it's not Hell Satan. That's Space Kids. <laughs> Fuck. Nice. No, it's not Hail Satan. That's <laughs> criminal. That's actually good, though. Um, I am trying to come up with some good tiers um, to make being a patron worthwhile beyond just throwing money at the screen. So um, that'll probably happen in the next couple of months. I'm also looking at merch. So maybe I'll have a tier on Patreon that gets you some merch, like a shirt or something. I got to make that happen. Um but yeah, uh, I'm definitely working on making Patreon more useful. Um, so thank you to everyone who has already subscribed to Patreon. And if you're interested, you can go to patreon.com slash Space Game Junkie. And uh, thank you, Spaz and Hunter, for joining me as always. It's, you know, it's, it was, this was a really good uh, topic. Uh, we had a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, a lot it. of fun. Yeah, this is a fun topic. Yeah. And next week we'll talk about our dream space game. And, uh, Definitely, probably so. So, and folks, if you have ideas of what your dream space game is, don't hesitate to uh, save it for the chat next week, or email it to us, or hit us up on Twitter, which is Space Game Junkie, and share what your dream space game is. We can totally read yours on the air as well. Um, and don't forget, we got the Discord. That's right, we have a Discord server. And folks, don't forget, we have a site at spacegamejunkie.com, which is where the podcast home is, really. I've had multiple people tell me that they don't realize the podcast lives somewhere other than YouTube. Uh, but it does. Uh, on Space Game Junkie, you can subscribe to the MP3 in iTunes or Stitcher or Android or 
whatever the RSS feed you use for your podcatcher. So, uh, and that also has textual news and reviews. Like I just put a review up of a Netgear router and switch that I was sent, which was amazing. Um, that isn't going to be on the channel. So, uh, there, and yes, we have a very active, very fun Discord server, which you can also find on spacegamejunkie.com slash contact or uh, linked to on the YouTube. There's always a link to the Discord on the YouTube. Um, so, yeah, that was a bit meandering, but uh, hopefully if you haven't joined us on Discord or whatnot, you will because it's a great, great community. You can see it up there in the corner of the uh, stream. We've been talking all show. <laughs> Someone put Riker's sad trombone. Was that you, Spaz, who put Riker's sad trombone? No, that was for, for Professor Shumley. <laughs> Nightbird uh, is whatever I think of when I see Riker playing a trombone. <laughs> Nightbird. <laughs> But before we get too off topic, folks, uh, thank you for listening and watching. And if you are subscribing or following or whatever you do, we appreciate it. No matter what, you guys help make this community as awesome as it is. And we we wouldn't be as great without all of you. So thank you very much. And we will see you on Thursday, on Sunday, and next Tuesday. So have a great night, everyone. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.